All right, welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and we are kicking off the 2024 golf season. We've had a few PGA Tour events. Liv's playing next week, so here we go. Let's get you up to date on everything happening. And last week, the Amex just wrapped up the American Express Championship, which is in Palm Springs, played across three different golf courses with the final day being at PGA West, and it was won in historic fashion by a fella named Nick Dunlap. Nick Dunlap, who is he? What is he doing? He's not even a pro player. He is an amateur. He goes to the University of Alabama. He's not even a pro. He ends up shooting 60 on Saturday. He ends up in the final group with Justin Thomas and Sam Burns, and they both fold. Well, Justin was a little further behind, but... Burns was actually a stroke ahead of him after 16, 15 holes. And then uh, Nick Dunlop comes through on 16 with the birdie. 17, he hits it on the green. Burns hits it in the water. Burns ends up doubling the last two holes. This kid who is, I don't know, he's 20 years old. Again, he's not even pro. The first amateur to win on the PGA Tour in 31 years. Woo! So what does he get? Not any money. Uh, the $1.5 million went to the second place finisher. Um, uh, Benz and, gosh darn it, I said the name a hundred times. Anyways, that guy got the money. So Nick, what's he going to do next? Everybody wants to know. Nick, what's next? He gets to play in the Farmers. He gets to get into the elevated events. He gets to get into the Masters. He's got a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. So what does he do? He goes back home to Alabama. No word from him yet. It's Wednesday. It's been three or four days since he won the tournament. What's he going to do next? Is he going to join Liv? Is Liv going to make him an offer? Is he going to screw around and try to win a national championship with his team, the individual title? I mean, none of that is happening until April or May. And here you are, buddy. You could... You, he could have played in the Farmers this week and potentially made some money. He obviously has to make the cut, but now he has the opportunity to make some money. If he were to join Liv, that's a big if, but if he just joined Liv and got into all the events and made all the cuts and was the last place player, he's going to make $2 million. That's what the lowest paid player on Liv makes without a signing bonus. So... Well, they'll make more than that. I mean, if you literally got last place in every live event, you'd get $50,000. So you'd get $2 million. I don't know how the math works out, but it does. So who knows? Uh, oh, and <laughs> in our favorite point ranking system, the world, uh, the the OGR, the uh, which ranks all the players, the number one player in the world and everything like that, uh, Nick was... 280th and now he is in the top 60 so he is ranked higher in the world ranking than dustin johnson patrick reed louis ustazen all the live people basically so anybody that went to live their world ranking has suffered that's how they're kind of still controlling things uh, between the two tours so that is that with nick this week is 
the Farmers Insurance open at Torrey Pines right here in my hometown of La Jolla. I guess it's my hometown now. Which way does my finger need to go? There you go. In La Jolla. I am a regular at Torrey Pines. I play there probably once, twice a week. North course, south course. And it's a it's a two-course event in that uh, for the first two days. Okay, so a couple of notable things. The Tory tournament starts on Wednesday, so it started today, and it finishes on Saturday. And the reason they do that is because they don't want to compete with the NFC and AFC championship games in football on Sunday. So they wrap it up on Saturday. The format is one day on the north course, one day on the south course, just however you get drawn, and then the final two rounds on the south course only. South course is the championship course. If you were to play Tory, the north course is a great course, but the south course is far more difficult. It's longer, it's harder, all the greens are raised, the bunkers are lower than the greens, the rough is thicker. The rough is thick on the north course as well, but it's significantly harder. It's about, I think it's six, six strokes harder on your handicap. So if you were to play like to a 10 handicap on the north, then on the south course, you actually get a 16. So you get six extra strokes. And that's how that works. So the uh, Cantley played well today, but he played on the north course. So um, we'll see how it shakes out because it's kind of one of those things. You got to let the first two days play out and see who who uh, makes the cut. And then it goes to the south course. So what you'll end up seeing is a lot like Cantley today with seven under, right? And then maybe he'll shoot great tomorrow and be three under. So maybe he'll be 10 under going into the weekend. And then what you'll see is probably like whoever wins this tournament, like 10 under would be a good score. That 10 under might win it. Uh, so it's it's significantly harder. So a lot of times you'll see these these uh, scores along Tory, and you go, wow, these guys are still 10 under par. Like now nah, they're actually only like four or five under par for the whole tournament because if it was played on the south course, it's a, it's a completely different monster. Okay, let's talk some, oh, well, we'll talk Liv, but let me just talk about Rory. We'll, we'll use Rory as a segue into Liv. Rory was in Dubai last week. Rory, Rory won the tournament in Dubai, so Rory wins again. And I'm beginning to think that we should probably call Rory, Rory gosh, it's so hard to say. We should call Rory the parrot, the parrot because he repeats everything. Uh, back a year ago, when he was still on the PGAs, you know, the, the lead guy in the PGA and doing all the work with the board in the PGA, he was, oh, two tours will never exist. This live thing, guys are just going for the money. They're not in it for the love of the game. And that was all the PGA Tour's talking points. Well, last week, Rory went to Dubai, and he hung out. And he, it's not the first time he's been over there, obviously. He, know, he knows a lot of people. He's played over there over the years. And his tune has completely changed. Now he talks about a world tour and combining the two tours together and everything else that happened. And a lot of that is, I don't know, maybe he just went over there and talked to some people and <laughs> finally saw, saw what's happening in the world of golf. But the... Um, the growth of golf in outside of the outside of the United States 
is huge. Um, the there's an interesting two people with live. It's a guy and a girl and they do a podcast and I forget the name of it. Otherwise I'd cite it, but they, um, they had Greg Norman on and he was talking about various things. And so one of the things he was, he was saying that, um, of, of all the golf courses being built in the world right now, 50% of them are in the GCC, which is like the Gulf, the Gulf of, uh, like Saudi Arabia, the area around there, the Gulf, the Pacific Rim, and the Pacific Rim. So all your golf, all the courses being built right now, the majority of them, half of them, are in that area of the world. And it was just interesting to hear hear him talk. His group has developed 121 courses, and they have 14 under construction right now. So that's where they're growing the game from kind of this global aspect and then about a week or so ago, Phil Mickelson was also speaking, and he was talking about um, how his team is going to, at some point, have a, their own course. And at that course, they're going to have a world-class practice facility, probably some sort of education. He was saying they're going to have personal trainers, equipment, everything you need to basically develop the best players in the world for his team. So... Well, what's he talking about at a greater scale? It's what I've been saying for the last year. It's like these teams are going to have home courses. That's what I was. I, I I could see that. You know, hey, when I go visit, you know, Florida, I'll be able to go to Smash GC's home golf course and buy their merch and play their course, right? But this is even taking it a step further. Now they're saying we're going to have academies, and I think as it plays out now with golf, there is team golf at like the high school level. But what you're probably going to start seeing over the next five to 10 years is club teams. So teams that are associated with, um, with an area potentially, uh, potentially related to live or PGA teams. So if you have the main team at the top, you're basically going to have all these other teams below it in the age groups. And then those age group teams are going to play against one another travel and so it's going to kind of be like the European soccer model in that regard. Like you're, you're it's like Barcelona, right? The soccer team, football, soccer. They have all kinds of junior teams below. They have, they have the A team, they have a B team. And then below that, they have like an under 19, an under 18, an under 17. And then they actually have like um, educational facilities. So if you're good at soccer, they identify you, they get you in the program and you start playing along. If you don't like it, you can get traded to other programs. And then when you do go pro, they have some sort of right of first refusal as far as your rights, um, because they brought you up. So that's what Phil was saying is, um, looking like it's going to happen with golf. So we'll see how that plays out in the next few years, as far as like developing talent and whatnot. Um, the only other thing I will say about kind of this live versus the PGA, it became apparent to me this week because we're having an event at Torrey Pines and it's a non-elevated PGA Tour event. So live became a factor. The PGA Tour reacted and said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do these elevated events where instead of you know, the winner getting a million bucks, the winner's going to get $3 million and the rest of the field's going to get paid more as well. And so unfortunately this is this, it sucks because now it's allowed the PGA tour to pick the winners and the losers for events. 
and the and the farmers, the one here at Torrey Pines, is kind of like a sub-event now, right? They decided to make Pebble Beach, which is in like three weeks, and Riviera, which is the week after that, the elevated events on the West Coast. So that means um, 80 guys are invited. There's not going to be a cut. There's going to be more money involved. And so the top 80 guys are going to be there. And so what does that mean for Tory? Well, that means that, you know, the top... 20 guys aren't going to be there or a lot of the top 20 aren't going to be there right now. It's just this kind of sub event and it doesn't have, you know, the, the amount of money that people are going for. And so the sponsors are there. The sponsors for, for Tory is the farmers, farmers insurance. And now farmers is saying, Hey, we're going to pull out. And Wells Fargo is pulling out of the Wells Fargo event that they have every year. And so that's why I'm saying it kind of sucks now, you know, and I went to some live events, and they're great events, and you know, they're or they're on par with PGA Tour events when you go to them. And like, even those fields, they're good fields, but half of the best players in the world are at the PGA, the other half are at live. And so now, what do we have? We have this fragmentation, and it kind of sucks. So I don't know. That's that's about all. Like I can really leave it at that. It just sucks. So, yeah, and they're going to talk about, oh, we're going to have live versus PGA events. There's going to be, you know, there's four majors now. They're going to expand it out to eight. This is what they're, you know, they're speculating now. Um, it's still January, almost February of 2024. There's no agreement between the PGA Tour and live. So who knows what's going to happen with that. And I don't think people are going to lose interest because it's still fun to watch golf and go to a golf tournament and see guys play and women play and things like that. But I don't know. It would just be better if can't we all just get along? Rodney King, he had the answer to it all. Can't we all just get along? But that's that. So uh, I'll talk to you next week about what's going on, about what happened at Torrey. And then after Torrey, I think we go to Riviera. No, not Riviera. Um, let's check it real quick. Hold, please. Um Tory, Pebble Beach. That's the week. So that's the next next week is Pebble. That's the elevated event. And then, uh, so no football that weekend. And then Super Bowl weekend is the Waste Management, which is in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. Waste Management. You know it. The stadium hole, the big party hole. And then that same exact weekend, Live is playing an event in Las Vegas. So here we go. 2024 golf season has started. Let's go. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.